welcome to Rocker Radio. I'm Jason Bryan and you're listening to Well Connected. Rocker Radio is bringing you the fresh news and insights about telecoms roaming and interconnect as we do in our reports. Well Connected is a monthly podcast show about some of our industry's most interesting characters and their history in telecoms. This week, we are in Marrakesh with the wonderful Debbie Wilkins from Uros. She's the general manager for the African region, and we got to know her story. Having just started in Uros, Debbie has an exciting career in devices behind her. We also hear how, as a South African, what she thinks to the Finnish culture, and her first GSMA was meeting. The, the ones that are connected, which is over 100 million people, 82% of that business is done on handsets, and the internet traffic is on a handset. It's not in traditional um, internet um, style, so not on laptops and things like that, and that's where you can see it. Now, Uros are a company many MNOs in the world have got to know in recent years. Uros, the Unify Roaming Solutions provider, was established six years ago with the vision to help international travellers combat excessive roaming charges. Now, Billshock Free Roaming is provided globally via the Goodspeed 4G mobile hotspot they have and also via the range of ZTE devices in the market, all patented by the Uros technology. The Goodspeed mobile hotspots are steered and monitored by the company's global IoT platform and can carry multiple SIM cards, which can connect up to 15 devices via Wi-Fi to secure mobile networks around the world. As a recent recruit to Uros, I'm here with Debbie Wilkins. Debbie, what's your role in, in Uros? I am the GM for Africa, uh, recently joined at the beginning of August. It's great to meet you. Although most people have known Uros for several years, but they, they don't know you, Debbie. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you started in telecoms? Um, sure. Well, I actually joined telecom in or telecommunications industry in 1994. Uh, I was just launching in South Africa. Um, I was an air hostess at the time. And uh, it was something new and exciting. And uh, I, I met a lady and she said, come and join us. And um, I then came into it as, as sales. Um, and those days were exciting and new and nobody knew it. So it was like, you know, um, printing money because you could sell excessive amounts of, of mobile devices and new contracts. Um, and then I moved into the handset um, portion of the business and I've worked for some of the big um, handset manufacturers, uh, Motorola, Samsung, Ericsson. Yeah. Um, and, you know, loved my time in the handsets, but really excited to now be in a new sector of the business. Um, yeah, so over 20 years in, in wow. the telecommunications industry. So tell me about that first role that you had and, and what it was like to, to get into telecoms for the first time. Oh, it was exciting. There was lots of money, you know, and, and people were uh, the early adopters. It was great because, uh, you know, in 94 when it launched, um, we had Vodacom, which is now owned by Vodafone, and yep. they were the first ones to come to market, and it was incredibly expensive, but it was great, and the early adopters were, were um, pioneers, and uh, we grew our base quite quickly. It, it, was, it was lots of fun. Because you were in, in devices from the beginning, I guess. 
Well, I was I was selling obviously on the network side, um, connecting people. Um, I moved into the devices um, after after Vodacom with Ericsson, okay. and those were the days of the, like the T T eighteen. Uh, T22. Um, so they, they went from the very brick sort of uh, mobile handset that we had, and we had to also carry spare batteries to devices that were smaller and more compact and, and a lot more exciting. So. Right. And without saying who your favorite manufacturer was at that time, what kind of devices were your preference? So, um, well, I am going to say my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite was uh, working with Motorola yeah. um, because, I mean, I, I was around when we launched the Razer series. Um, I actually headed up Africa for the accessories division, our companion products, but we launched Razer and Razer was just so cutting edge. It was slim. It was sexy. It was, it, it was you know, it, it took um, Motorola to number one in South Africa and, and a lot of the globe. So it was great. Um, and I, I had lots of fun on the accessory side, the companion products, launching all the Bluetooth car kits, launching Razorwire, which was the Bluetooth um, Oakley sunglasses. Um, the exciting times where you know the apparel was was um, great, and and I, I worked through Africa. Then I had all West and uh, East Africa reporting into me, and it was it was wow. lots of fun. Very impressive. From a Uros perspective, though, can you tell us a little bit more about the kind of devices that you're you're working with now in Uros? So we have um, currently a consumer platform, which is our handsets. Um, we work with ZTE, and we have two um, handsets that we actually use, um, the Blade V7 Lite and the Blade um, V8 Lite. Uh, these have got a good speed app um, embedded on the actual device, um, and that allows you to obviously do data roaming. You buy a day pass, and, and we've got uh, global agreements um, for the consumer to be able to, to roam at a rate of um, $4.99 for 200 megs. Um, and it's it's a great cost saving. I know that my network, when I, I landed in country, told me it was going to be a lot more expensive um, nice. per meg. And this allows the consumer. And then we also have a a hotspot device um, called the M nine hundred, and that is uh, is more for a corporate or somebody that wants to connect multiple devices to it. It's it's a great solution. Yeah, it's true. I have actually tried this good speed device a number of times, and many of the WAS delegates have as well. Basically, you switch on the hotspot and you connect multiple other devices as you want to. It seems to make a lot of sense. And in a place like this where your um, Wi-Fi is not so fabulous all the time, I'm connected all the time. You know, I, I need to be able to WhatsApp, um, be able to connect to my social media because we all social media um, you know, lovers in this in this industry, and you know, I'm I'm connected permanently on my day pass, um, and you know, 200 megs actually lasts me a day if I'm not streaming, obviously. But yeah. it's 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 a great solution. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, that used to be that business users would be the ones who historically, you know, were the ones to use all the data and needed the the quality service, and now we have the connected consumer. And the connected consumers are different from past generations of consumers. You know, they need to be connected to their devices all the time because potentially every aspect of their life is available from an app. They devour new technology, actually, they, in adopting and adapting it for every aspect of their lives. 
With all this in mind, what is the next step for Uros, would you say? You want to extend what you have right now into more devices? What are the options? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we were at Nigeriacom last week and the uptake and the, and the um, acceptance from the Nigerian market, the operators, consumers themselves, we had lots of inquiries for distributors. And, you know, Africa is, is, is an untouched market for Euros at this point, and hence why it's brought on board, for us to actually then tap into the African market. You know, a, a lot of the African people travel, and a lot of them, well, first-time travelers, they, they get bull shock and burnt, yeah. um, and now it's educating them. And, and, and I think that um, acceptance at, Nigeria, at, at Nigeria.com was really, really awesome for us to see the scope. I mean, we have been working with some of the other East Africa countries, but um, there is so much growth potential in Africa. And that is an untapped market, and that is kind of, um, you know, where a lot of the big players are hunting because Africa is still growing, and there's so much scope still for additional business. No, it's true. I really think that Africa is an amazing market at the moment. Recently, we were involved in regulation and you know, there's actually three bodies looking at regulation in the continent of Africa. Most of the focus is, of course, on voice. From what you're saying, there's there's more focus on data. This is this is evolving too. Well, absolutely. I mean, if you look at it, um, there's 180 between 180 thousand uh, million and 200 million um, Nigerian uh, people, and the the ones that are connected, which is over 100 million people. 82% of that business is done on handsets, and the internet traffic is on a handset. It's not in traditional um, internet um, style, so not on laptops and things like that. And that's where you can see it. And and, and they are starting smaller um, state um, networks, and they're looking for roaming agreements within Nigerian states because you know the, the consumer is looking for that. We get a lot of um, people traveling down to South Africa, where I'm from, and, you know, and that's the thing is that they're coming, they're needing the data roaming and it's not a sophisticated market as, as Europe and the States is at this point. No, I really appreciate your insights into Africa, Debbie. And you just mentioned you're from South Africa. Recently, as you know, Uros were named number one growth company in Finland by Finnish trade and financial newspaper. It strikes me that even while Oros is a company with multiple offices around the world, that Oros are really a Finnish company and coming from a long history of you know, telecommunications coming out of Finland. Scandinavia is at the heart of the invention of mobile, but has also played a major part in many, many major landmarks in mobile telephony history. Even this year when we think the first device ever put into a car was 65 years ago, happened in Scandinavia it must be nice for you to to be in an, uh, this new environment you know the the home of Nokia what would you say are the key cultural differences uh, between South Africa and Finland well um actually surprisingly the Finnish people have the same sense of humor as we do <laughs> I absolutely love it um, my first trip to uh, Finland was actually last month um, so I, I got a little taste because I'd never been to Finland. I've been to Sweden. I've been to a lot of the other Scandinavian countries, but never to Finland. Um, amazing, warm, welcoming people. Uh, the technologies are, are phenomenal. They're coming out of Euros. So I think, uh, yeah, we, we blend well. It's, it's a good fit. And you just opened a new office in Olu. Currently, we have 10 offices around the world. 
So it really is expanding and becoming far more diverse and far more, you know, adopting other cultures into, into the Finnish way. Debbie, it's been a pleasure to meet you and many thanks for your time today. I wish you a great conference here in Marrakesh and I'm sure you'll be getting to meet all the wonderful WAS delegates in the coming days. Well, it's been amazing the amount of people I have met, the connections I've made in the last couple of days, and I really look forward to spending a lot more time with uh, everybody in the industry. <laughs> yeah, this is a roaming and interconnect community, uh, which is like a family, actually. So once you're in the family, you're welcome for many years. Excellent. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jason. And that was the wonderful Debbie Wilkins. If you want to, to reach out to, to Debbie, you can contact her at yours.com or from her LinkedIn profile. In our next episode of Well Connected, we will meet another interesting celebrity who only got into Romy because she wanted to be an astronaut. More podcasts like this are coming very soon. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan, and you've been listening to Well Connected from Rocco Radio.